Hey, it's Sam, and you're listening to Catch All, the podcast, a show for creating a life well-lived. We explore topics ranging from relationships and business to mental health and pop culture and everything in between with friends, experts, and people who generally have their shit together. Let's get into it. Hey, hi, hello, and welcome back to Catch All the Podcast. This is episode number nine, and I am so excited for this one. I somehow along the way developed a super weird obsession with all things budgeting and money. Um, So that's what we're getting into today. It's going to be some serious tips to help you with your budgeting And I'm going to share a little bit about what I've learned in the process of purchasing a home, selling that and purchasing another home, paying for a wedding, and, you know, all the crazy stuff that comes up in life. So let's get right into it. And we'll start with number one. So my very first tip, of course, would be to actually create a budget. And I have realized that not everybody really knows what that entails. So the things that you're really going to want to focus on are, of course, your fixed expenses. And that's going to include things like rent or mortgage, utilities, so your hydro, your water, uh, your insurance for your vehicle, for your home. You know, if you have a car payment, that's going to be in there. So these are things that never change. The amount that you pay for them, whether it's monthly or biweekly or, or whatever the frequency is of the bill, these do not change. And so what happens is, is it's going to be very easy to track those particular items because they are always the same. And that's why they're fixed expenses. The next thing that you're going to want to include in your budget are your variable expenses. And this is going to include things like groceries or different hobbies that you um, pay for, that you sign up for, Um, different subscription services like Netflix or Amazon Prime or all of these things that aren't necessarily things that you have to have that you could get rid of if you needed to, or in the case of some things like groceries, you can, um, you know, cut back on or sort of change the amount that you're paying for them on a monthly or a weekly basis. So again, these are variable because they vary. So simply put, you've got fixed, you've got variable. Fixed is staying the same month to month or week to week, and variable are items that can change in terms of cost. The next thing that you're going to want to include in your budget is your monthly income. So what are you actually bringing in in terms of of money? What are you making? Where are you earning? And how much of that actually exists? And what you're going to start to do is create a big picture of what this all looks like when you put it all together. So if you're starting out with, you know, $10,000 for the month, that's what you're bringing in then where do your expenses put you in terms of, you know, if you're paying $1,200 for mortgage, you're going to take that from your total income. Are you paying, you know, maybe $150 a week in groceries? Okay, so over four weeks, you're going to deduct that from your total income. So what you're going to see is you're going to be able to tell how much you're bringing in versus how much you're putting out. You're putting out and 
where you're going to be sitting. So you're going to very quickly realize if you're making less than you're spending, that will be very obvious because you're going to see that you simply are not bringing in enough money to cover the amount of money that's actually going out. One very important thing when you're making a budget is that you want to make sure that you're keeping track of everything in one place. So for you, this might look like ensuring that all of your bills, utilities, uh, and other fees are coming out of one specific account. For us, all of our monthly bills or invoices or, or whatever we we're working with all come out of one single account. So I can easily keep track of what's coming and going. Don't forget to include your credit card statements in this. Uh, if you have multiple bank accounts, if you have multiple debit cards, you need to make sure that you're capturing all of the transactions that are happening on a monthly basis so you can really get a picture of your overall spending habits. What I would encourage you to do, if possible, is to sort of take an average of what, what a three-month period looks like and determine you know, those fixed expenses and those vari variable expenses, what amount is on average are you spending per, per month? The next thing that I would suggest is ensuring that wherever possible, you pay down credit card debt as soon as you can. It's one thing to make the, the minimum payments and make those on time, that's great, but the fact of the matter is, is that interest or late fees that are building up because you're not paying down your full balance is additional money that you're spending. It's going to then allow you to have additional funds that you can then reallocate into savings or investments, or, you know, maybe you're in dire need of a date night or a night out with your friends and you don't necessarily have that because you're paying down a credit card debt. As soon as that debt is gone, you have a little bit more to play with or use as you see fit. There's an extra bonus in here that if you can find a really good cash back credit card, what happens is, is you're spending money on it and you get these rewards that you can then use to pay it off. So it's kind of like it pays for itself as you use it. The third thing that I would suggest is to remember to pay yourself first. So what does this mean? So you get paid, maybe you get paid weekly or bi-weekly or twice a month or, or whatever your situation looks like. And you've got a goal to save money. You know, maybe you want to put a down payment on a house. Maybe you want to buy that new car. Maybe you want to take a trip when we can actually go and take trips again. But rather than going further into debt, whether that's uh, a consumer debt, like on a credit card or a line of credit or having a larger mortgage, it's better if you can set yourself up to do the saving in advance so that you're not further behind when it comes to making that purchase. So it's important that when you get paid, you put your savings amount right into a savings account right away. Do that so that you can avoid spending money that you should be saving. Every week, we have an automatic transfer, three different accounts it goes into for different savings that we're working on. We know that this happens every single week. We know that we don't even account for that money actually coming in to be quote unquote spendable. It goes into savings. We never really see it. Comes into our, our account, goes back out into a savings account, one of the three that we've got going on right now. So what happens is, is that never really is, a, is money that's available to you to actually spend on, you know, a night out or a new pair of shoes or new makeup or whatever it is that you're spending your money on. 
So it's like you don't even know that it's there. And over time, this starts to build up and it can actually grow astronomically, depending on the type of savings and the interest rates that's available for the account that you have. Uh, And then what's going to happen is if you leave that alone and don't touch it miraculously, you know, in six months or in 12 months, depending on, of course, what you're putting into it, you're going to have a pretty hefty lump sum of money that you never even really thought about because it was just automatically going into an account. It's pretty neat. My fourth tip would be to take a look at your spending trends. One thing that we (laughs) found pretty recently was we had all of a sudden started spending like an astronomical amount of money at like Tim Hortons or McDonald's or whatever for like a daily coffee and maybe like a snack or some sort of breakfast or whatever it was. And all of a sudden I said to Brandon, I'm like, oh my God, we literally are spending like $700 a month at Tim Hortons. Like this is disgusting. So it was, you know, a daily coffee run or two, maybe grabbing a donut or a cookie or a soup or whatever, you know, just something quick, this fast food concept, right? Well, here's the thing is not only were we spending that money on, on the coffee and the fast food out, but we were also still buying our groceries. So we have like double the food budget going out and and we're not bringing any more in necessarily. So it became very clear to us that we had developed a really not so great habit as far as spending money on things that we probably didn't really need to be spending money on. And that ended up adding up really quickly. Think about it. If you spend $5 a day on on a coffee, whether you go to Tim Hortons or you go to Starbucks or whatever it is, maybe you get a, a coffee and a muffin, whatever, five bucks a day. Okay. At the end of the year, that's almost $2,000 that you spent on a coffee. Like you could make that at home for a fraction of the price. And sometimes it wasn't even that we needed a coffee. It was just this idea of like, oh, let's go grab a coffee. (laughs) Why? I don't know. So we nipped that in the bud really quick. And of course, are reaping the rewards of not spending astronomical amounts of money per month on Tim Hortons. If you're Canadian, you know (laughs) what that's all about. One of the other trends that we've also noticed is, uh, especially when we're able to, and, and that's not really the case right now, but when we're able to, we host a ton of parties, a ton of events, all sorts of different things are always going on at our house. And this is particularly the case in the summer. The nice weather, the fact that we have a whole ton of property and you know lots of places for people to crash when they come over and spend the night or spend the weekend, we end up hosting a ton. And it ends up costing a, a pretty penny, to be quite frank, and not that we would change it for the record. We love having people over. But we know that we spend more money in the summer because we invite people over for dinner or we have a party and we supply some drinks or some snacks or, you know, some sort of something to go along with the party. You know, you've got your supplies, your cutlery, your, your plates, your napkins, decorations, et cetera, right? So we've noticed the summer for us is usually more expensive because we tend to entertain more. So what we've been doing is making sure that on the off season, we're tracking this this money so that we can then save it up and spend it in the summer which means that we're not falling behind when the summer comes around and we're not you know spending money that we don't necessarily have we're planning in advance and a lot of this is looking forward like where do we want to go and what are we wanting to do in the future whether that's five months from now whether that's a year from now whether that's five years from now what is the ultimate goal and that's going to be really important as you sort of get a handle on what your money's doing, where it's going, and most importantly, what you want to do with it. 
My fifth tip, and this is probably an obvious one, but I need to reiterate this, be careful of impulse spending. (sighs) It is so, so easy, especially because we're all at home and Amazon is a thing, to just buy stuff. What I would really encourage you to do if you're looking to mind your budget and, and pinch your pennies is really ask yourself, do I need this? A lot of times the answer is going to be no. Unless it is an, a fixed expense, something that you absolutely have to have, you have to pay your rent, you have to pay your insurance. These are all things you have to pay. But buying you know, a new pair of slippers on Amazon or... <sighs> Jeez, I don't, I don't even know. I, I'm on a spending hiatus personally, so I don't have any examples. <laughs> but what I would tell you is to take the time, whether it's a day, whether it's a week, take some time and really think about like, how badly do I need this? Or do I actually need it? And if the answer is no, you don't need to get it right now. Maybe start saving up and, and put some money aside for that. That's something that could be, you, you know, that's where one of your savings accounts could be used for. I also find it really helpful to think about how many hours you'd have to work in order to purchase something. And, or also think about like what else you could use that money for. So for example, I had such an inkling <laughs> this week. I've been, I've been in the gym. I've been doing, you know, the, the workout thing. And I'm like, oh, I really could use a pair of Beats by Dre. <laughs> I don't know why I have perfectly good headphones. <laughs> But something about having Bluetooth capabilities and also being just cool, I was like, I really need these. And then I thought, if I spent $300 on these headphones right now, like, that's also like a car payment. (laughs) So I'm thinking maybe that's not the best idea. So again, think about how many hours you need to work to actually buy something. Like, what's your hourly rate? Because if you're making $100 an hour, then great. You know, you only have to work three hours to buy buy the Beats by Dre. But if you're making like 30, then you're having to work 10 hours per, for a pair of headphones. And, and maybe that's not worth it to you. So again, it's all about what you want your money to do. Take ownership of that and set it up accordingly. Number six, this is a huge one, especially for us. We have astronomical grocery bills. I don't know if you know this. But if somebody is like as heavily involved in CrossFit as my husband is, they eat so much like a horse. <laughs> it's insane. So <laughs> we got in this really bad habit of like we'd go to the grocery store and be like, oh, you know, we need all of these items. Here's our list. And oh, like that would be really nice to have. Like those Pop-Tarts would be really nice to have. Or like that frozen pizza times like seven because they're on sale would be nice to have. And, you know, that's a good snack. It's a good thing to have when when we're looking for just something to munch on. So let's just like throw it in the cart. Well, then you end up spending like $400 on groceries. And that is absolutely insane. So my recommendation to you is make a list. Plan out what you're eating for the week. Make your meal plan. What do you need to actually make what you're going to eat? Don't get anything else. You don't eat it. You'll be fine. Drink some water, as my mother would say. (laughs) And then, if possible, order it through Click and Collect. It is so easy to walk through the grocery store or walk up to the checkout especially and just throw in like Kit Kat bar, you know, this extra package of gum, even though we've got so much gum at home already. 
it's so easy to make these impulse decisions while you're actually in the store. So if you can click and collect and they go pick it all up for you and they bring it out to your car, you never have to go inside and you never have to deal with the temptation of things that aren't on your list. Number seven, my final tip, get comfortable with your financial situation. It's really easy to get caught up in this idea that you need to scrimp by or you need to penny pinch or, you know, you can't buy this this treat at Tim Hortons because I'm trying to save up for for my down payment. In the, the grand scheme of things, getting ahead from a financial perspective requires three things. It, it requires you to earn money. It requires you to save money. And if you're really, really good, it inquire, requires you to invest money. So in the big picture, how can you move towards that? How can you set your life up to get this happening without really worrying from a day to day, you know, can I buy that donut or can I get that sandwich from the deli at lunch? It's okay to treat yourself. It's okay to have moments where you do spend something that maybe isn't part of your usual budget. If we are acting in this sense of scarcity, like, I can't spend money because I need to save it. It can become really stressful. And you're always sort of worrying, you know, if I spend this money, am I going to be broke? And it's just not really a great way to look at it because you need to feel more empowered with your money, understanding what you're bringing in, what you're putting out. And if there's a discrepancy there, if they're not lining up, if you're spending more than you're bringing in, then of course you have to make adjustments. But ultimately, you need to figure out what you want your money to do and where you want it to go, whether that's, you know, right now, whether that's in five years, and set yourself up for a plan that represents that. When we first started talking about purchasing our first house, we stopped going out, you know, to the bar with our friends. We turned down family vacations. Because in those moments, it was important for us to save anything that we were able to, to make our goals actually happen. It's also really important to understand that you don't need to seek advice about budgeting or, or about anything in life from people that aren't where you want to be. There's no sense in getting wrapped up in what your friends or your family think about the choices that you're making financially because ultimately... That's your business and your goals are your business. Sometimes that means sacrifice and sometimes that means that you're living more comfortably. It really sort of ebbs and flows based on what you want to accomplish in your life. But understanding that it's okay to have treats and, and spend a little extra occasionally with balance and moderation and also understanding that it's okay if what you're doing doesn't align with your friends or your family it's it's a, a really delicate balance and ultimately it's up to you to advocate for what you need what your goals are and where you want your money to go so with that being said that is all I've got for my tips for budgeting let me know what you thought about this one. And if you need some help, if you're looking for a good spreadsheet, let me know. I can hook you up. And otherwise, I'll remind you to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. And feel free to leave a review if this was something you liked. Be sure to share this with your friends and family and random people on the internet. 
And until next time, I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. 